0: Okay, well welcome everybody, um, I have to read the directions here, my name is Sharon, I'm a compulsive overeater and your leader for this meeting, hi, please join me in the serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Before we begin, we ask that all cell phones or other electronic equipment be turned turned to silent. Even if you think it's off, please check it anyway. The opinions expressed here today are those to individual OA members and do not represent Region 2 or OA as a whole. OA members are re- reminded when sharing to speak to your recovery in the program of Overeaters Anonymous only. To protect our anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual recording is allowed. Even if if there is press in the room, please do not take any unauthorized pictures or identify anyone using their full name. There will be audio recordings of this workshop, which may be purchased outside in the foyer. I will share for 15 minutes, followed by five minutes of Ask It Basket questions and finishing up with open sharing. The topic for this session is denial. Don't even notice I am lying. Let's begin with uh, a reading from the Voices of Recovery. And I don't see the Voice of Recovery. Does anyone have a copy? No, I don't. Unless they have it hiding somewhere. Yeah, but I'm sorry. I guess we're not going to start with that. Oh, this. Okay, this is something else I'm supposed to read. I need to say those humble magic words when I I said when I first came to OA, I need help. In this way, I admit to God, to myself, and to another human being the exact nature of what's wrong with me today. When I stop denying the truth, it loses its power to destroy me. For any of you who were not at the, the workshop, I just was at the um, uh, I think of what It was an anonymity workshop, uh, long timers, long timers workshop. So I'll start out by telling you folks who weren't there um, that I've been in OA for uh, 28 years and I'm maintaining a 45-pound weight loss and I'm wearing... My hot pound outfit from 1970 that I fit in for one month after going to Weight Watchers and eating liver once a week. It's just horrible, the worst thing ever. But I did it by grinding it up in a blender and putting a bunch of stuff into camouflage. It It's terrible. But anyway, so um, so th- this outfit set my closet for. Uh, how many years I was in nineteen 70 <laughs> do the math um, It was about fifty years ago I don't know it was a long time ago a long time ago. So um, it sat in my closet and when I was 65, I tried it on and it fit. so I wore it for my fit, 65th birthday and then I wore it um, for costume day at Heavenly Valley so I had this outfit and my snowboard boots and I
1: was
0: snowboarding in it which I loved I loved because it could fit me again Um, and I'm really happy I kept it because I wear it every costume day Um, so uh, the don't even know notice that I'm lying became very clear to me recently, because even though I'm maintaining a 45 pound weight loss, I started adding a little food here and there. And the don't even know I'm lying part is that it grows. It just grows. It grows from a little bit here to a little bit more to a little bit more. And I had been uh snack, you know, calling it a snack. Okay, it's a snack, except the snack was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And we know how that works. So um a year and a half ago, uh I had my husband and my son, wife and baby, we were all in Yosemite and we're driving all around and and uh and I have this bag and I'm eating these things out of the bag I just kept eating it, and nobody else was eating them I was the only one that was eating these things and pretty soon they were gone because that's what I do when I'm eating compulsively I am shaking stuff out of the bag and you know the crumbs it's just the way it is it's always been that way so um, I decided that I was going to go back to eating three meals a day and not snacking and so I did that for um, over a year, and then little by little, the little extra food just starts creeping in there. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing how it does that. Um, so I was still I was still calling it three meals and no snacks." However, they were growing. So the what I had to do. I talk to a sponsor, and I have two sponsors. I have a food sponsor. I email my food to her every single night. And um, and then I have another sponsor that I meet with um, every Saturday after the Saturday morning meeting. And so I had to get honest with her because she actually prompted me to get honest. Because I was like, I'm in denial, you know, denial. This is not a river in Egypt. Um, so uh, she was saying, Okay, what are you eating? What are you eating? Tell me everything you're eating. So I had to start saying, Well, I'm calling this a meal. This is a meal, and this is a meal, except I was adding on, you know. And another thing that I was doing was eating while I prepared my salad, just popping stuff in my mouth. Popping other things in my mouth while I'm preparing my food like in the morning I eat yogurt and nuts and all that popping nuts in my mouth so um, I had to get really honest with her and tell her that What I was willing to commit to so I wrote it down on a piece of paper because that's what she told me to do write it down and so I wrote down, you know, my my piece of fruit in the morning was growing to two pieces of fruit, and then and I noticed from last winter, a year ago winter, to probably spring, late spring, maybe early summer, I had put on five pounds, and so um, what I what I did was um, I wrote down all those things. Okay, I'm going to have one piece of fruit. I'm not going to taste while I'm preparing my meal. I'm not going to taste, and I'm not going to, um, even though, you know, like when I was making my salad, for instance, I'd be popping stuff in my mouth, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. It's amazing how how it adds up, evidently, because when I stopped doing it, when I totally stopped doing that, The weight started coming off and I lost my five pounds I'm happy to say I had been trying for a year well yeah like a year I've been trying to do it and I couldn't do it so um that's why this this workshop kind or this um marathon meeting kind of appealed to me because um that denial left my own devices I I mean, I think, you know, I'm basically a, a liar, you know. I lie to myself. And I was a cheater because uh, when I was a kid, I'd always, like, we had this cookie can. It was not a cookie jar. It was a cookie can. And it had this little top the you unscrewed. And you put it in the oven, and it changes color. So it's, it's got, like, crackers and pretzels and salty stuff on the outside of this can, but that little thing had crystals in the lid, and it would change colors. if you be heated up. and it's supposed to keep everything crispy. Well, I got so adept at taking the cover off of this. You had to be very careful, very careful, otherwise somebody hear you getting into it. So my mother would always say, what happened to the cookies? Who ate all the cookies? The cookies were only for the lunches we had, for school lunches. Yeah, three cookies for school lunches. And I don't know what the hell she was thinking. Like, we can't have cookies w- during the other days of the week. We just have to have them for, for the lunches. And so I, I got very good at taking that cookie um, that cookie lid off. And, and I'd always blame it on my siblings, you know. Well, they did they must have done it. It wasn't me. I was, you know, I'm innocent. So I was very good at sneak eating. And my husband um, never thought I was a compulsive eater because I hid it well from him. He didn't know. He's a recovering alcoholic. He doesn't get that, for me, sugar, flour in my case, corn... I, I can't eat them moderately at all. i just, you know. Anyway, so I'm happy to say that I don't eat anymore. I'm eating three meals a day and not snacking in between. So I have to plan my meals well. I have to eat at certain times. Otherwise, it's too many hours that go by. It's amazing how many hours I can actually go without food and not die, which is totally surprising to me. But, um, like, driving here, because I left home at 7 o'clock, and I got here at 11, so I had to eat here. I mean, when I got here, I had to eat my lunch, because I knew I was going to have the workshop, and then I was going to have this meeting so I'll be eating lunch afterwards, and the time works out just great. It works out. So anyway, back to um, denial. And am I, am I out of time? No. Okay. Uh, so I think you know it's really important to get honest with somebody, somebody, a sponsor, or one other person, just to get get it out of our mouths. Because when we get we get the truth out of our mouths then we can let go of it. We don't have to keep, you know, like beating ourselves up cuz we're so horrible. Cuz we're not. We're compulsive overeaters. I'm still a compulsive overeater. I'm just not acting it out right now. I'm happy to say that I'm in recovery and I'm really grateful and it's freeing. Very freeing. Thank you. And I think do we have an ask it you still basket? Have five more minutes. What? You
2: still have
0: 5 minutes. I have 5 minutes. <laughs> Oh, I was going to do 15. I yeah. I'm still yeah, five, five minutes?
3: minutes
0: maybe, maybe we should go to some questions. Okay. Oh, I mean, I could talk a little bit more about OA. Um, so I go to four meetings a week. I do yoga in the morning, and I um, meditate when I'm in the habit, which I get out of the habit when I travel or it's very easy to get out of that habit and I had grandkids um so uh it's hard to meditate with kids running around so um and I I think the important thing is to keep coming back I mean that's that's my message just keep coming back no matter what um and for me it was like as soon as I got to OA and I heard that invitation to you welcome home and I I just related to it so much, Uh, because I had been, I'd gone to um, Al-Anon, because my husband's a recovering alcoholic, has 31 years of sobriety, and um, so I went to Al-Anon before he got sober, and Al-Anon is a great program, but it didn't address my addiction, and I I thought it was all him, (laughs) and I didn't realize how how obsessed I was about food and I I'm just I'm delighted that I have the um, that I that I didn't leave I just kept coming back to OA because I have a fabulous life I'm I'm really um, so happy Uh, and I you know apologize for people have already heard this but I snowboarded and skied uh, 87 times this winter and I'm water skiing. I've gone twice already, and we'll be water skiing a lot on Lake Tahoe, which is, it's freezing. So you have to, in order to get in the water at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock in the morning that we do, you have to cram yourself into a wetsuit. And the wetsuit, I mean, I have to put my, I have to put a plastic bag on my foot. Because it has to fit tight, otherwise it's going to not work. So I have to put this plastic bag on my foot, stick my leg in, and then inch it up, inch it up, and it's like, oh. And then you can barely move once you're in it. It's like walking like this. uh, Very difficult. But anyway, I would not be able to um, do the things that I like to do uh, if I was still eating compulsively. My head wouldn't allow me to. My body wouldn't allow me to. And I, you know, I have a husband that still doubts whether I'm a compulsive eater. I can't believe it. We've been married 43 years, and he still has a problem. He has a problem. He's in denial. I'm not in denial right now. I'm I'm like, yeah, I'll die a compulsive eater. I know that. I'm I'm here. I'm going to stay here. I love going to meetings. I love talking about OA. It's saved me a lot of pain that's what it's done it saved me a lot of pain because I was in a lot of pain when I got to OA always a new diet always struggling never fitting in the clothes I want to fit in so anyway thank you for listening do we have questions why do why do you think you snack while you prepared your meals sometimes because it's there and it's right there in my face and sometimes because I, I'm as I said I can go a lot of hours without eating but sometimes I'm almost on a brink you know like I've gone too many hours and so I was like you know and it just it's also because I'm a compulsive overeater. That's why. How do the steps and tools help us carry the message to people who are in relapse? Well, I think we I think we need to live the program, you know. I think I think like um they say there are certain steps that are living steps, the making, making amends, step 10, and the meditation. And so I think being an example of OA help, help us. And the tools, you know, sometimes with certain sponsees that I have, um, uh, i uh, I started this one. I'll give you the example of this one. So she, she's been in the program quite a long time and she's always struggled with it. So I started texting her when I would go into, you know, Costco, they have all the samples. I was like eating lunch and then going to Costco and calling it lunch and sna- sampling all around Costco. So... Um, I started texting her and I'd say, okay, I'm committing to not eat any snacks or any samples at Costco. And I started doing that regularly when, you know, when I was just about to go in and that helped. That helped her and it helped me. And so, um, the, the steps and the tools, the tools, um, electronically that texting helps a lot and, um, and phone calls, you know, and, um, I mean, there's some of the tools that I'm kind of surprised that they're tools because, um, some of them don't seem to, I mean, I love the one about action plan, just committing to doing something, no matter what, simple, something, something, um, I, I I'm not quite sure how anonymity fits into a tool to help us. I guess I I'm I'm proud of being in O.A. I'm really happy because O.A. helped me. It's helped me, and I'm I'm I like carrying the message to people. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm confused about that one because I know there's a lot of people that don't like to admit they're in OA. But I personally love telling people I'm in OA. Okay, so here's another one. Um, I know I'm in denial about the qual- the quantity I eat. I use to weigh weigh and measure everything, everywhere, even in restaurants. How can I get back? Not sure what that's... Oh, how can I get back in the habit of weighing again? I'm a quality... No, quantity eater. I seem to think I can cheat the system. Okay, well, how's it working for you? Is it working? Um, Cheating the system doesn't work well for me. And I guess um, having a sponsor and being accountable to somebody... Anybody, even somebody that you don't want to call a sponsor, maybe it's a buddy that you can. Um, like for me, I email my food. I just do that every single day, and I've done that every night. Email my food every night because if I wait till the next day, I forget what I ate. So um, at night, uh, that's what I do. I email my food, and um, and I think that that. Element of accountability is really really important to let somebody know what we're doing so it gets out of here it gets on a piece of paper and we're not hiding because hiding this whole thing about you know the secret to, like me taking the lid off the cookie can um, and and sneak eating it it didn't it didn't serve any useful purpose it just It made me feel ashamed because I was doing that. It made me feel shame. And when we feel shame, we eat more. We want to eat more because we have to comfort ourselves because we're feeling ashamed. So anyway, I suggest whoever it is that wrote that um, to find a buddy, find a buddy or a sponsor and start emailing, emailing your food. And um, as far as weighing and measure measuring, uh, there are certain things that I do weigh, and certain things that I do measure, but not very many, not very many, because I'm eating I don't eat sugar, I don't eat flour, I don't eat corn, so i'm I limited so many things that um, that those those foods work well for me, unless I'm adding extra this, extra that, you know eating while i'm Fixing the food. Okay. <coughs> How can we carry the message to young people? Um, there is, uh, there are young people um, workshops. Uh, I know there's a there's a young people's committee. Whoever wrote this, um, that uh, you can find out more about through region two and possibly um, get involved with them so does anybody else have any questions you'd just like to ask from the floor or we can open it up for sharing
4: Anonymity when I first came into the room was very important. Not that it was a secret that I was here, but I felt comfortable to tell you whatever I needed to, to, and I didn't feel like you were gonna go and be gossiping about me. That's a big thing for me, and it's I mean, just recently (coughs) I was talking to a therapist, and she's (laughs) and I talked to the psychiatrist and she said, the therapist said you fired her, you know, she used her name and I was like, you guys are talking about me? You know, it's like, you know, so to me, it was like, I'm not dealing with either one of them because to me, they broke my, I mean, whatever you, you know, she said, are you gonna go back and see her or something? So in my rooms, I can pick up the phone and call, you know, anybody and I feel like I can say whatever and it's just between me and them. They're not going back saying, Sonia did this and that, you know. So I don't know. I just really appreciate the anonymity that we have in these rooms because I can just be open and honest, and I don't feel that it's going
1: anywhere but here. So with that, pass.
0: Thanks very much for sharing that. I it's a great point. It.
5: Okay. Um, I really appreciate this topic. Um, I just all cry, but I just um, had my first anniversary with them um, away, and um, so <laughs> um, I was. Um, as I hit my first anniversary, I had 75 pounds um, that I released, which was great. Um, but the last three months, I hadn't lost anything, and uh, on my anniversary, I really took a look at that and realized that the the term that I I started looking through the big book and the words that kept hitting me was rigorous honesty Mm -hmm. and realizing I wasn't really being rigorously honest um, with my sponsor, but I wasn't being rigorously honest with myself. And my portion sizes were getting larger. And, um, you know, I was being a little little wishy-washy with, well, yeah, it's abstinent. This food is abstinent, but it's not food I've been eating. But, yeah, it kind of fit within my boundaries, but it's, you know, it's on the fence. So um, I really took some time to look at that and on my anniversary, I decided to um, recommit to my, my abstinence and to um, my plan of eating and my plan of action, um, really to all the nine tools. And I spent 30 days really focused on that. And um, I had gone to a workshop and one of the women who was, who was, the woman who was leading the workshop had said that when they were developing the nine tools, they actually wanted ten because they wanted exercise to be one of the tools, but they had decided that that was going to be something that might be um, problematic, so they decided to pull exercise out of it. But when she said that, it really triggered something in my mind that that really was something that I needed to to address. So I became more focused about my exercise as well, and it's been six weeks since my first anniversary, and I've lost another seven pounds. Oh and it's and because I just I was rigorously honest, and I and I and the. Um, self-respect that comes with that, that I can put my head on my pillow every night knowing that I wasn't keeping secrets, that I wasn't playing games. It's freeing. And uh, also, i and since then, in this year, I've began doing so many more activities that I couldn't do before. I had a friend in the program and I, we just completed a 12-mile hike and we ended up stuck in a bog of sand for like six of those miles and we fought. Through it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? We did it. And we were and it was and we were like, this is terrible, this is awful, but we were so proud of yeah. ourselves because we knew a year ago we couldn't have done it. And there's such self-respect that comes from that, from really fighting this battle. And I'm just, and I, I I really love that term rigorous honesty because it's just something I t- keep with me all the time now. So thanks for letting me share that. I'll pass it
0: That's wonderful. Thanks, thanks so much.
6: Make a full Hi. Thank you. Um When I read the topic, I'm like, oh, denial, that's so heavy. Because sometimes I don't see it, you know? So I don't see it in the food, but it's amazing when I start looking at it in the food. It's amazing how when the food is controlled, I see how much denial I can have, like, about people, places, and things, (laughs) you know? And that's what makes me eat. Um, and, And what I realize is that my head is always negotiating. So it's like a very thin line between leaving a loving program, because I'm all or nothing. So it's a thin line between me being in denial and me also being in chain and saying, forget it. I messed up a little bit, might as well take advantage, and binge and go for it and start from zero. So I, and I love about this program, there's a lot of freedom, too. It's like freedom, but I cannot work my own program. I have to work with someone (laughs) that can be like, hey, yeah, you've been a little bit too loving or whatever, you know? But it's amazing because I discovered that I'm really hard on myself, and it's great to have the freedom of bouncing ideas, and not ideas, just talk, I need to talk out loud to hear my voice and the crazy stuff that comes out of my mm-hmm. mouth, you know, and there's in the other side, someone that lovingly me, tells me, it's okay, I accept it, can you consider doing this, or I've been there, I'm not judging you, like you can be completely honest, because I'm not judging you, and that's completely new. like I really thought, I was looking for like a Oh, maybe the physical thing, because I was feeling uh, very self-aware with my body, i maintaining like a 60 pounds to 50 weight loss, and it's amazing how it started with food, and the hard part for me has been like, talking about feelings, and what bugs me, and all of that, so... I would never imagine that I would be calling my sponsor and doing a 10 and 11 daily, not only sharing my food, because I I need to share my food. I love that part that you share about, if I don't write my food, I will forget the next day. So what I do is, I don't send my food in the morning because I need some freedom to change some things because of my schedule, but I need to send it out at night to read it and to see if I'm adding other stuff. It's not like being good or bad, it's like, something is bugging me, I can see a pattern. <laughs> and I send emails so I can check my email history and see the pattern. And see like a year ago, I didn't need certain things, so. And it's great to see that too, about feelings and things that have to do with shame and not knowing how to act, maybe daily life, so. And the more I go in the program, the more I see how kind is this disease. It's like, I I'm doing the right thing <laughs> or I'm justified to respond to something and then I hear one of you and I'm like wow I'm seeing the same thing so thank
0: you for being here. Thanks I'm really glad that you mentioned about um, uh, about looking back at your food a year later you know I, that's really nice because I, I usually delete mine, when they start piling up I delete them and I think I'll start saving them just so that I can do that I think that's a great idea i Anna. Anna I
5: love to share thank you so much um, I
3: remember when I first started to day I have to say I don't do that. But I am a compulsive overeater, so I have I did have a release of 96 pounds, but I've been get back over the years for various reasons. I was working with, I don't even share their flowers, so I wouldn't be stuck in a situation of having decide what to eat or what not to eat. And they were so kind and gentle that they went out their way, and when they brought in their lunches, they made sure that I had something that I could eat, because what they offered was nothing.
0: Thank you. Yes. Uh,
7: my name
0: is Mary. I'm
7: Mary. right. Um, when I first came into OA, I came in because I had gone to Weight Watchers and lost my weight, didn't want to pay, so I came here to maintain my weight. That's so um, I'm admitting these things and committing myself to more honest.
0: Thanks very much.
7: So Hi. Hi.
4: I just um, wanted to tell my truth and not be in denial today. And it may be kind of off topic, but I've been in relapse for a little over um, two years now. Where um, the good side is, I've never left the rooms. Mm-hmm. However, today I only, well, today I can get 14 days you know, back to back abstinence and then something happens and I put the tools down. I'm not doing today what helped me yesterday. And then somewhere I've lost that spiritual connection because there was a time where I got revved up every morning, meaning reading, prayer, meditation, wrote read a um, some read a little bit of a day Meditation, and then wrote on it, and it just seemed that I had this peace. That somebody just made me remember this, and but today, even looking back, I cannot do it consistently. And I know that I can't. I do know that I have to turn to a higher power. I also know that I don't have a sponsor, so I know that this program is a we program, and it and I need you know um, we you guys. <laughs> Um, so I'm really glad to be here to, to emerge myself in recovery but the funny thing is some days I know this is what I want but I don't have that like somebody in another meeting that we're talking about white knuckling I don't I don't go to bed now because I'm not gonna eat you know so something missing I don't know if it's mental or spiritual or I just don't know and I know I have the desire because I'm still here and I haven't left and I know this is the only place I can save my life mm-hmm. um, but at the same time this is the solution but am I doing everything I can today just this one day to do what I did yesterday to start getting closer to my higher power and it saddens me to say that that's not what's happening so um I guess this is just a cry for help, you know, and because I do know that these 12 steps, you know, I had released 80 pounds and put it back on and, you know, it's just, and the sad part is, I didn't, I was in denial the whole time, you know, I was, I'm gonna get back on program tomorrow, you know, tomorrow, and then before you know it, years later and all these crazy things going on in life, but the thing is, I realize listening to people who are recovered and recovering daily is just holding on to the principles of the program 24-7, no matter what, knowing that food is not an option. And tomorrow, you know, today, <laughs> that's where I want to be today. Today. <laughs> so um, it is, you know, I can look back and bottom line is self, what is it? Uh, self knowledge reveal I mean it I get nothing from so I know I have the common sense to know I know how this program works, but self knowledge avails me nothing. It's the action, action, action. So maybe next year when I see you guys, you know, um, I'll have a better story. Pass. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks.
0: Thanks.
2: Lori over here. Hi,
5: Hi Lori. Hi.
2: This is the first time I've shared since I've been here. And I looking back, I'm realizing that the first uh, session I went to was about fear, mm-hmm. and then the next one was about pain, and now I'm here talking about denial. Some like, pattern here. <laughs> There's some darkness going on, and, and definitely the last three months have been me wandering blindly here with dark, a dark forest, and. As I sit here listening to the topic, denial is definitely something that exists. I, I, I'm, I suspect, you know, and, and I'm, I'm wrong about a lot of things, but I suspect as I sit here now, that denial is something that exists in all of us and is probably one of the defining features of our disease, and, and it's, going to, it's a moving target. There's a, there's a phrase that I like, I like to come back to every now and then, if you see the Buddha, kill the Buddha. Right, which to me means that you know there is no magic bullet pill panacea. Right, it doesn't exist. You can feel one day like you've got the rays of light shining down on you, and you get it, and this insight is awesome, and 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 wow! If only I could just hold on, and that's where you got to stop thinking, because with the minute you start any sentence with "if only," <laughs> mm-hmm. nothing that comes after that is going to be something that, that that is any good because if you see the Buddha kill the Buddha, you can't hang your hat on it. It's going to be a moving target. I might realize I'm in denial today because of the BLTs, the vice and the tastes, but it could be something completely different tomorrow about how I, I'm not being honest with myself about how I'm dealing with this interpersonal conflict, or I'm not being honest with myself about the fact that I really am in relapse, or I'm not being honest with... It could, be, it could take a thousand different forms today, and tomorrow it'll define my imagination again and take a thousand other forms. So... Coming into the rooms and and hearing different people speak and and having different things be of value to me in that moment has been the greatest gift for me because I don't feel like I'm walking through that dark forest anymore, I really don't. Um, And I've realized a lot of things about um, what is working for me right now, but I don't know that I feel quite compelled as I did before to cling to it. That's where I am right now, and, and, and thanks for being here and being a part of you know all the, all the good little rays of light that I kept <coughs> shining down upon me because the last three months, I, I wasn't even doing the, the, what I used to do before, which is I'd see that tray, that, that buffet of food or whatever, and it would call to me. Especially since I've been pregnant, it's messed with everything in my food plan. I've had to throw every idea out the door because it's just the aversion is there. I had stopped doing the first three steps in my mind.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, that's painful. When I realized I wasn't doing that anymore, oh man, I was like, "I can't. God can't let God Whew. done." Mm. Once I started doing that again, it was like, <sighs> Oops. "My team, good no is on there. But thanks for letting me share. Thanks.
0: thanks. My first sponsor used to say, pray for the willingness to be willing. Mm-hmm. And so I did, because I wasn't willing. I thought I was willing, but I wasn't always willing. Pray for the willingness to be willing. How are we doing on time? Uh, 4 minutes, three minutes. Okay, someone else? Yes.
1: Hi. Um, I'm About what I ate.
0: one one closing thought is that we're not we're not bad people trying to be good. We're sick people trying to get well. Mm-hmm. And we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. So um, yes. yes. I'm Terry compulsive eater, and I have six months today. All right Yay. Yay. congratulations. Okay, so thank you for sharing all of you sharing and participating it's now time to close this session let's please um, join hands and
1: yes Um, there are still a few more Saturday dinner tickets and Sunday breakfast tickets available so if you're interested you can get them from the registration table dinner's $50 and breakfast is $30 okay thank Thank
0: you. you
1: Yeah,
0: 25th. Yeah. Christmas is <laughs> my wow. slip. Yeah, that's that not that's that's right. Right. Oh, yeah. So you slip. That was the next day. Right? Okay. So let's say I put my hand in yours. I put, I put my, my hand in yours, I and together yeah. we can do what we can never
3: do alone. No, no longer problem. is there a sense of hopelessness. No, no longer must we each depend upon our own well unsteady willpower. We are all together now, reaching out our hands for power and strength greater than ours. And, and as we join hands, we find love and understanding beyond our wildest dreams. Keep coming back, it works. Very welcome. welcome. Thank you for your just here. one. Sometimes I wonder. Just